This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, you guys. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, and DJ Rock Lobster. You see any lobsters up in the boundary waters? That's probably not how those waters. I see a lot of wildlife. I did see an eagle. My wife saw a snake in the bathroom portion of our campsite. No, no. Like in the toilet, uh, was the near, whole thing. And surprisingly, she wasn't as frightened as I th- thought she'd be. Uh, She's like, "Yeah, there's a big snake back there." Uh, but yeah, me no likey. I'm back. I'm refreshed. Woo! I'm ready. What did I miss? All right, let's do it. We're going to talk about music. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music with Donna Valentine Yee-ha! and Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This. this is the beat. All right, let me start with Britney Spears. Um, she's hanging up the mic and intends to retire from the music business. This is according to her longtime manager, Larry Rudolph, who just submitted his resignation. Oh. Get a load of this. The story just keeps going. He sent an email Sunday night to Britney's personal conservator, Jody Montgomery, and then the conservator of her estate, her father, Jamie Spears, saying it's been over two and a half years since Brittany and I last communicated, at which time she informed me she wanted to take an indefinite uh, work hiatus. Earlier today, I became aware that Brittany had been voicing her intention to officially retire. Oh, interesting. So he goes on to say that he was originally hired to be her, um, you know, to help manage and assist her with her career. And as her manager, he believes it's in her best interest for him to resign from her team because his professional services have not been needed for two and a half years. And now it seems indefinite. So this, of course, is coming on the heels of Brittany. Um saying she was forced to perform and never wanted to do the European tour. Remember, Hmm. she was saying that to the judge. Um, Then other people are saying that she, it was quite the opposite. She actually was begging to go on the tour, and there are emails and communications to support that. So anyway, if she's not, if she doesn't, if she's not performing anymore, there's no need for a manager. So Right. And then he said some nice things, you know, like, I'm really proud of what we did over 25 years, and I'll always be there for her. Um, if you remember Bessemer Trust, also just bowed right. out. So, wow, I wonder if we will see her, like, 
Wasn't there talk of her possibly like testifying before Congress about conservatorships? Oh, I hadn't heard that. And her issues with it. I think there huh. were a couple of, um, I don't know if there were senators who said that they would love to hear from her or or what. I can't remember the exact details, but I think that would be really helpful to people who maybe are in a bad situation where they a conservatorship is maybe not necessary. necessary. Sure. Uh, rare as it might be, the, the Britney Spears kind of situation. But still, let's let's sit here for a second. Thoughts on the potential truth in that claim that she is hanging it up for good musically britney spears retiring from music when you when you read that what do you think i don't think so i think as long as her father is the conservator um she will not perform so because that looks hmm. iffy why is this guy just going to hang around and he, there's nothing for him to do as far as managing someone's career if you're so you are you thinking that the the word of her going from an indefinite time away to now officially wanting to retire according to this Larry Rudolph her former manager that that is a position that she would just take while still under the conservatorship and when that is removed yep. she can have a triumphant return it's yep. Britney, bitch, kind of a return yes, to the... Steve. Okay. Yes, that's what I think. I think she's just holding out, and she's like, I think she loves what she does. Or maybe her career will take on a new form. Maybe she'll be a choreographer. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she'll just record and not perform live. Or maybe she'll, I don't know, just do... It's got to be tough for performers on a stage like that, you know? To the idea of hanging it up for good, it's got to be really tough, which is, I think, why you see a lot of musicians who perform well into their 70s or 80s even, because they just... It's in their blood. Well, that, and I think you just don't... The idea of permanently closing the door toward ever having that stage moment again, and that experience is is so different like have you ever um you know like spoken at a gala or something like that or emceed something you know and you have people or like think about all the times with country hee-haw when you probably got out at these festivals and they're like oh here comes donna valentine to introduce you know rascal flats or whatever you did that right Mm -hmm. so you know that feeling there's almost nothing from a performance standpoint that supplants that or replaces that when you're there and the people are there and the energy the energy is there and then you come off that stage and you think oh well i'd like to do that again that was just so fun and that's just in these little blips imagine if you're doing an hour and a half set and the people are just going psychotic and you know anytime even after i walk away if i come back two minutes later the place is going to pop all over again that's right. got to be quite a quite an addictive drug yeah it's kind of how i feel about my dog you know, you walk away, you go and check the mail, okay. you come back, and he's like, Woo! Party! She's back! And imagine if you had the XL Energy Center full of rescue dogs. Right? It would be like, Woof, woof! That's funny. That wasn't where I yeah, thought it was going. Yeah, me either. But yes, I know exactly what you're saying. And, and especially if that's in your blood and that's what you that's what you know, that's what you've done your whole life, to give that up can't be easy. Right. Oh, man. What a journey. Blood spelled backwards is a doodle. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I wanted to talk. Go ahead. Do we have time for Tom Petty? 
Yeah, I always have time for Tom. <laughs> this is so good. So his estate just released an previously unreleased song. Okay, called "105 Degrees." See if you like it, because I will tell you, I freaking love it. Oh gosh. Keep it. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it great? I like that. Why did do we he know what this? era? Do we know what era this is from? Uh, that is a great question. It sounds, it sounds later in life to me. I don't know. It feels like an older-voiced Tom Petty to oh, me. Oh, you think so? I thought so, too, maybe. I think so. Let me see if I can Okay, 105 degrees. Uh, I see that in a dusty gas station in the middle of the desert, uh, and they I go in, it. and they grab a cold beer, and they come out, and they're wiping the sweat from their brow as they try to work on the car. Looks like maybe 96-ish from oh, the D-word. soundtrack. Uh, it feels like it could be in yeah. the movie Cars. It looks a little older. I mean, God, I love Tom Petty. So good. I was never a big fan. Oh, I love him. But well, yeah, it looks like the ninety, uh, the She's the One movie soundtrack that was ninety six. There you awesome go. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Tom Petty. What's nice. Up? Hey, in case you haven't heard, uh, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton tied the knot at his Tishamongo, Oklahoma uh, ranch. Oh my gosh. Tishamongo. Tishamingo? Really? Tishamingo. Tishamingo. Never, I don't know. Tishamingo. <laughs> Oklahoma. Just when I thought I had you all figured out. Tishamingo? I've never heard of that. I went to high that. school with her, Tisha Mingo. She was, oh, um, really? <laughs> she was a year behind me. She's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a year yeah. behind me. Oh, you That's guys. Oh, speaking of which, uh, DT's Rocco is on Twin Cities Live tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. My wife was tomorrow. wondering when to yes. tune in for Oh, that. excellent. Tomorrow, Coffee with Cool People. Rocco sits down with me out front. We sat down last week, and we'll, uh, we'll put it all together for tomorrow. It's going to be great. Fine. We'll be watching. When we come back, how about a little food news? I see that drive-thru sign down the highway there. Why don't we exit? We will talk about a restaurant wine myth that is debunked. If you order wine in restaurants, uh, maybe you've been following the wrong strategy. Explain that. Also, there is a restaurant in Chicago that is requiring a $100 minimum per person. We'll talk about where it's happening and why other restaurants are doing the same when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring this podcast. And for keeping my groin comfortable. I love Chill Boys. I love their boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I've ever slid on uh. to my body. No, I slide them on. Uh. You know why I slide them on? Because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs... I feel the cooling sensation. You feel it immediately. <laughs> Donna, you do. You have felt it too. Yeah, they're kind of they're made for guys, but you've tried them on. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, women like them too. I like to wear them around the house. They are absolutely the most comfortable pair of underwear that I have ever worn. That's because they source the best high-performance and eco-friendly fabrics that the guys behind Chill Boys could find. Yeah, you know what that fabric is? It's bamboo. You're putting bamboo on your legs. You think it's going to be noisy and clank around like panda food, but it's not. It's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable undies you'll ever wear. Bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties, so it'll keep you free from odor. It'll keep you cool down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get 15% off your first purchase at chillboys.com. Use the promo code MYTALK. Chillboys, comfort where it counts. We're back. 
Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, and occasionally we got this for you. <laughs> Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. Yeah. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. What up? Have you ever heard this before? You're a big wine drinker. You're not reaching for beer that often. No. Liquor that often. You're a wine lady. I like a, I like a good Pinot. Yeah, you oh, smell like... Oh, All right, go ahead. I was going to say you kind of smell like Chardonnay. It's always on your breath. Rude. Just not like you've been recently drinking. Just, you know, you just, you're putting out that old grape vibe. <laughs> So, which is a raisin. <laughs> I like to, I like to say uh, anytime I refer to grapes, I say grapes or, as they're known, future raisins. It goes over really great. People love the life cycle yep. of fruit. Yeah, sure. Do. <laughs> do I need to make an open for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, because no. I'd like to go back to it. You know it, Rocco. It's like a field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. If you make me an open, I will. Sp- Beer head finding more news that fits the open. Hmm. Non-fungible tokens, see that, and we move on. Researchers are looking into the urban legend that the second cheapest wine on a menu is marked up the most. Have you heard this? Never. I don't order wine at restaurants often. No. I've never heard that, but I have heard if you want to you know, impress your date, don't order the cheapest, you know, but maybe the second cheapest. Well, they say that the second cheapest is what people go to more often than not. And exactly for that reason, Rocco, nobody wants to be seen ordering the cheapest glass or the cheapest bottle of wine. Okay. The average markup of a uh, restaurant wine, by the way, is about 300%, more than it would cost at the retail level. Well, you can tell when you, if you drink a certain brand... And let's just say Echo Damani, right? You mm-hmm. know that a bottle of Echo is like 10 to 12 bucks. And then you go to order it and it's $9 for a glass. Sometimes it's, 10. That's, like, yeah. What? Boy, we pay for convenience, don't we? Yeah, we don't want to, though. No, not we do. a little bit. So, yeah, you don't want to get the cheapest wine because you're worried that the waiter. That the person that you're out to to dinner with is going to be looking at you like I got a real cheapskate on my hands here. So that's why you go to the second cheapest. Feels a world of difference. Uh, but the the long held belief has been that that second cheapest, since restaurants know people are going to order the second cheapest bottle of wine or the second cheapest glass of wine, they mark it up the most because they know people will flock to it, so they make the most profit on it. However, it is not. The case, according to this research, it does not hold up. It is just a, it's a myth. The second cheapest bottle of wine on the menu is actually a... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Decent value, they say, with the markup only about 25% more than one would pay for the cheapest bottle of uh, wine. It's when you go to numbers three through six 
on the menu. That's where the markup can be more than 50% higher on average than the best bargain on the list. So get cheap bottle one or second cheapest two. Avoid wines three through six. Unless you're living the good life. I don't control your finances. Get what you want to get. You know, when you're at dinner and somebody buys a bottle of wine and then at the end they're like, yeah, we'll just split this. Yeah, we'll just chop it up evenly. That's fine. And you're like, are we now? You're like, I'm I'm helping pay for that? You're like, I'm having whiskey. Yeah, why don't you set up a GoFundMe next time that you want everybody to be involved in this purchase? Shish kebab. (laughs) You know, Donna, you have long had hatred in your heart Mm -hmm. for the city of Chicago at large. (laughs) That is not true if you're just tuning in. Okay. Anybody listening live in Chicago, send us an email at mytalk1071.com. There's a steakhouse in Chicago that is charging a $100 per person minimum for dinner. Well, I don't think you're going to get out of there without spending 100 bucks anyway. Now, it is a steakhouse, so that's fair. But here's how there was a guy in Chicago who was spoken to by their local news department. And they he said, look, I don't want to pay $300. For a meal that I know on the menu only costs two fifty for all three of us together, right? I mean, everybody spent it. You just don't want to have to round up fifty more bucks. And then, by the way, then you're gonna have to tip. And guess what? You're gonna have to tip on. Oh God! On the three hundred, even though you only got two hundred fifty dollars worth of food. Now I get it. It all feels like a problem for the Queen of England because we're not all going to be eating at a restaurant that expensive. But they say that they're seeing more of it. In the aforementioned Chicago, chicken in a car in a car can't go. Chicago. Some have $35. in a car. Chicken in a car in a car can't go. I was taught this as a child and have never forgotten it. And anytime I hear people talk about Chicago in my head, like I'm eight, I go, chicken in a car in a car can't go. Chicago. All right. So chicken would be the C. (laughs) I think the The whole child. The C-H-I. Chicken in a car. In a car can't go. Can somebody type that into Google? Yeah, Rocco, can you just dumb. search chicken in a car in a car can't go? And you were making fun of me for M I crooked at crooked 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 seems to be humpback humpback. It's a thing. Yeah, there's a book about traveling to Chicago, two hundred things to do. Chicken in a car in a car can't go. Chicago. Okay, chicken in a car. In a car can't go. It's a By popular the... Chicago rhyme that's been cited in print since at least 1926. Nice. The children's rhyme was used in games and activities such as jump rope and hopscotch. Uh, it's a car won't Do you guys want to hear a similar one? I would like to. Chicken in a car and the car won't go. This one's a little closer to Donna's uh, stomping grounds. Ding, ding, ding. Donna kind of likes how her voice sounds right now, so you just oh, got to yeah, let her have yeah, it. Yeah, She's riffing it. now. A knife and a fork, <laughs> a bottle and a cork. That's the way to spell New York. Oh, say it again. A knife and a fork, a bottle and a cork. That's the way to spell New York. I like it. Is there another one for another um, state? That's all I've got. M A Krugelera Krugelera A Krugelera Krugelera A Humpback Humpback A Mississippi. Florida, there right. goes flow. Okay. Of, okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, well, you're getting my, you're priming my pump, and then you're asking me not to start the mower. What are we doing here? Chicken in a car, and a car won't go. Chicago? 
It's not how you <laughs> spell Chicago, though. Hey, that's that's no fun. And then that's... what does the knife and fork have to do with New York? Yeah, and, and a knife starts a with a K. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of that song, yeah. do they sell that's, they, that's how you spell New York? Yeah. That's incorrect. That's, but it, it, that's very incorrect. Um, oh, thank you for the slow jam. Yeah, right. Thank you for Friday's slow jam. <laughs> Work done. Oh. We go bye-bye in the car. Take no. in the car. <laughs> in go the car, Since my Sharon left me, every day is summer. Tony Bennett. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Tony Bennett. All right. That's good. It's Career good to be alive. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do now? By the you know, screw it. There goes my whole restaurant minimum thing. We were supposed to have an engaging, thoughtful, heated debate about is this good for the restaurant industry to do or not? Uh, who cares now? I think it's fine. Uh, uh, Don't mm. make that noise as Owen okay. Wilson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Give us oh, a call. Yeah. We're going to play the... <laughs> Meow. I just stitch lived. Uh, 651-641-107 is the number. You can call now and play the College of Oh, I'm going to go. I've got to take off. It's easy to bail on a workout, but it's hard to bail on a friend. That's why I like the idea of a workout buddy. Somebody that can keep you accountable, push you a little bit to lift more, run a little bit faster, or try a new exercise. Right now, The Y is offering $10 enrollment with no dues until August if you join by June 30th. So you and a friend can sweat, stretch, strengthen, and yes, you can save together too. Join now at ymcanorth.org. All right, let's play a little game, shall we? It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, yours truly. I want to see how smart you are. I was gone for a few days. Did, you, did anybody keep score last week? Nope. Okay, so with a score of zero to zero in the post-Rocco yes. vacation era, yes, we've got Donna versus Steve, and Lee in Milwaukee is going to play along. What? Hey, Lee. Hello. What are you doing in Milwaukee? Is that yeah, where you live? It is where I live, yeah. I actually called you guys one time. Steve, I confessed about my car being really dirty, and Steve convinced me to clean it. And since then? It's been great. Listen, I get it. It's a burden for me on these shoulders that I am an agent of change. But had you not been listening that day, you'd be continuing your life as a mouth-breathing filth monster. But now, your car is tidy. You're making better friendships. People trust you more. And you feel less stressed. I know. I drive people around now. Of course you do. That's what people like you and me do. We're clean car people. He's an Uber driver now. He doesn't drive anyone. Anywhere. Um, Okay, so I was camping for a few days, so I thought it'd be fun to quiz you guys on movies about camping. Yes, it is. So, Lee in Milwaukee, um, what do you think? Who do you think knows more about movies about camping? I'm going with Steve. Okay. I think that's a good call. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll be over here. Bye now. Okay. I'm going to pot down Lee. And by the way, Lee has a chance to win something. And it's not just a My Talk hat. 
It's movie passes to see the Boss Baby family business. I hope you've Heck got yeah. Fandango out there in Milwaukee, because that's what you're going to get. Some Fandango Now gift cards valid for the purchase of the four movie tickets at a local theater of your choice. So, yeah, let's hope that you can go see Boss Baby oh, and yeah. Scani. But first, Steve has to win this, so let's try that. All right, Steve. I'll start with question one. I'm going to give you like a year and a description, and I need you to tell me the movie about camping. And it starts with this 1999 film about three filmmakers who hike in the Maryland woods to film a documentary about a local legend. Blair Witch Project. 1972, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and John Voight go canoeing in Georgia and run into trouble with inbred locals. Oh, pass. Guy, a 2007, guy camps in an abandoned bus, eventually dies after he eats the wrong plant. Oh, 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 oh. Guy camps in an abandoned bus. Come on, they just did something on this a couple years ago. They lifted the bus up out of there. It's called Redemption. Alone, Forsaken, a legend. All right. Okay, we're going to okay. need Lee in Milwaukee. Lee. Um, Milwaukee. First one, he said Blair Witch Project. Do you have thoughts on that? I think that's good. I agree. Okay, the next one, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and John Voight go canoeing in Georgia and run into trouble with inbred locals. 1972. Come on. Come on, Milwaukee. Is it Deliverance? Yes, it is. is next it? one. 2007, guy camps in an abandoned bus, eventually dies after he eats the wrong plant. I have no idea. I feel like this is a one-word situation, and I just cannot remember it. The bus from blank just got got lifted out of the place where it was. Is this the one with um, Reese Witherspoon? I don't think so. But I don't know. Let's just say Sweet Home Alabama so we don't get marked down for not having an answer. We're going to go Sweet Home Alabama final answer. Okay. You were close on the Reese Witherspoon, but we'll get back to that later. Let's uh, wave at Donna. I'm waving. I'm waving. She's coming back. Come on in, Donna. Putting her headphones on. Hello, Donna. What up? Hey, Donna. All right. You ready to get quizzed on camping movies? Okay. Okay. It starts. I'm going to give you like a year and a description. All right. You need to tell me the movie. All right. Start with this one, 1999. The film about three filmmakers who hike in the Maryland woods to film a documentary about a local legend. I think it's the Blair Witch Project. 1972, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and John Voight go canoeing in Georgia and run into trouble with inbred locals. Yes, this is Squeal, Squeal. It's called Deliverance. Okay, 2007, Guy camps in an abandoned bus. Eventually dies after he eats the wrong plant. Don't say it, Donna. Great movie. It is called um, Into the the Wild. Into the Wild, I think. Five seconds, you get one. The Wild, Into the Wild. What's your final? That's it. Okay. Well, it's not going to be a Fandango visit in Milwaukee because I think Donna got Blair Witch Project, Deliverance, and Into the Wild. Yeah, what did Steve and uh, and (laughs) his friends get? Well, she said, is it the um, Blair uh, Reese Witherspoon movie, which was called Wild? Yeah. But that was wrong, so they said Sweet Home Alabama. I know. Oh, but you got the other two? They did get the other two. You got Deliverance, huh? Yeah, well, well, Milwaukee did mm, love that so i'm writing it down oh that's okay, it right so, so that's far it. it's that's all i know i'm one. just trying to do this uh, by here here I'll... Bam, 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 bam. 
Okay, I'll play it for you, Steve. Here, I got okay. it, too. Okay, here, I'll play it now. You go. That's me. It's coming up. Here comes yeah, the... This, here, I'll just see if I can figure it out here. <clears throat> I've played it before. Ahead. Just messing around here. Okay, they're warming up. They're on the porch warming up. <laughs> they're ready to yeah. assault Ned Beatty. <laughs> the late Ned Beatty died. It's so weird. Come on, get to the point here. Doing <clears throat> banjos. All right. Come on. Give it a second. This guy be right here. Rocco was playing up in the uh, <laughs> boundary waters. waters. Yeah. All right. Any thought? You got that, Steve? Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe by the end of the show. Whatever. Well, I'm sorry to say, Lee in Milwaukee, you, you can try again because you did not win. Oh, um, I will. But we had I fun with you. I'm a teacher now, so I'll just call all the time. Oh, just oh, call nice. every day, Lee. Yeah. And it's, exci- oh, it's exciting time in Milwaukee right now because their team is in the NBA Finals. Uh, yeah. I'm going to the game tonight. Oh, my gosh. Tonight. No way. Yes, I'll wear my MyTalk side shirt. Yes, wow. do. That's awesome. So well, listen, I hope that you have a fantastic time, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee Lee, Lee from Milwaukee. You should always be known as Milwaukee Lee, by the way. Uh, I do like that. Yep. Say a chord and I'll play it for you before you leave. Um, e minor. <laughs> Wonderful. You're wow. welcome. That's awesome. Nice. Lee, you're the best. Have Bye. a good day. Thank you, guys. Bye. And final words of parting. Have you ever heard the song about Milwaukee? Called Suck It. (laughs) How do you spell Milwaukee? (laughs) You get your double mountain. Doodly do. The little eye guy with a dot as a hat. You work at a mill and you go on a walk and you have a key. That's how you spell Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Yes, you can in Kansas. <laughs> if you open a can and you have some sass, that's Kansas, Kansas. City. <laughs> oh, City. Oh, nice, man. Guys, I was going to tell you some stuff about sunscreen and sunblock. If you've got a bunion, you should go to Topeka. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I actually have useful information, okay? If you're wearing shoes that are a little too small, it's Topeka. Get it? Now the toe is peeking out, Donna. You understand? I get it. Toe humor. (laughs) You need a tow truck. Spell it backwards. Eot Kurt. Sunblock. 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 People have been Googling about sunscreen and sunblock this summer. So here are some of the common uh, questions with answers, okay? How long does it last? You're talking about shelf life. You got three years, people. Mm. Three years. Let's go. So be careful if you buy in bulk. Right. Uh, how often should you reapply? Every two hours, mm. especially if you're swimming. Okay. Mm. How does sunscreen work? You ask. Thank what you for question. the question. Some of the chemicals in it reflect UV rays, so they don't hit your skin. And then there are other chemicals that absorb them, so that your skin doesn't do the absorbing. You dig? Dig it. Is it bad for you? 
Well, there's been talk that a chemical called oxybenzone might be a a cancer causer. There's not a lot of solid proof. Like Harvard did, Harvard. Hi, (laughs) me talk good. Harvard recently did a blog post that said um, that there were stats linking it to cancer. But it could be skewed because people who wear a lot of sunblock might have a higher risk of skin cancer or because they spend more time in the sun, not because the sunscreen is causing it. Okay. Uh, So when was it invented, you asked? Thank you again for the question. Honestly, goodness, I should have ran down to the uh, kitchen and gotten another glass of milk. Rude. This is No, I mean, it's self. You're doing it all. You're asking the question. You're offering the reaction. All I'm doing is sitting over here trying to think of different state jingles. Chemists have been working on it since the 30s. There was a guy in Austria who came up with um, one idea or one invention in 1938 that only had an SPF of two. Oh, And by the, no. by the 70s, we had 15. And the first waterproof sunblock hit stores in 1977. Mm. Do you have any questions? Um, I like that somebody made an SPF two, like they were helping. Um, I, I have worn four before. There was a phase in my life where I greased my body like I was about to be put in a pan. Mm-hmm. It was not great. Banana boat, baby oil, mm-hmm. and then I wondered why I had sun poisoning. Wow, that's mm-hmm. not good. You do right. It's if not. you've had even one really bad sunburn where you're peeling, yes. you're at higher risk. Hey, you are. You should go get checked. I'm going to put it on the list. Uh, the best sunscreen, according to Consumer Reports, uh, let's see. This year includes the Walmart brand Equate Sport Lotion with an SPF of 50. I believe I might even have that. And they also say Hawaiian Tropics Sport spray is very good Mm. there you have it no need to thank me i do it as a public service bye now see you later donna all right guys uh when we come back anybody else watching kevin can bleep himself no no but it's making me view sitcoms differently is it it's impacting the casual television i've been watching with my family oh i would like to discuss that um i'm very intrigued by it i want to see where it's going uh i'm on episode three i'm about to watch episode four i'll give you my impressions when we come right back on my talk 1071 good morning welcome back you're listening to donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Rock Lobster. Yeah, yeah. The tide coming in. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so stupid. Yeah, like I don't even know. Would there be a sound of a tide when you're fishing for lobster? I don't know. I, I don't know. Deep, uh... Donna, you seem like you would have been really into the guys yeah. on uh, Deadliest Catch. Oh, great show. I could um, see you on a boat. It's a lot of waves. A lot of waves that sounded you know, more like the shoreline. I feel like I could see myself on like a deadliest catch kind of ship. Like there's a part of me. Should I save it? No, say whatever you need to say. I just feel what you have to say about Kevin can bleep himself is more compelling. But I'll just say this. You ever feel like there's a part of you that like 
could have lived a very different life than you're living right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just a career choice, but I mean like a whole way of being. You know what I'm saying? Like this is me seeing myself as a seaman. (laughs) As a seaman. You know what I'm saying? Like George Clooney in The Perfect Storm. That life. The Boston Harbor. Getting drinks, waking up the next day, putting on my overalls, catching some crawfish. You're too weak. You'd be like, I'm dizzy. I'm getting seasick. Oh, I fell down. I slipped on the watery deck. Stop the boat. What are, weren't you, aren't you from like the steel t- mill? Yeah, the steel yeah. town that is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. About, did you ever think about that? Like being a guy that a makes steel. You know, I, I remember on my bus to, uh, on my bus trip going into school, we would pass these guys who worked at some sort of a plant, sort of like a mill manufacturing set. I don't know what it was, but they would be walking there and they had their flannels on and they had actual lunch pails. And it was just like these are lunch pail people. They're packing their lunch, they're getting a twenty minute break, and then they're going right back to the grind. Yeah. They didn't they didn't care about artistic fulfillment. They were like, I'm gonna work. Tim Russert, late great Tim Russert, had a book called uh, "Big Russ and Me," I believe is what it was called about his late father. And he was, I harkens back to. I haven't read the book, but I've heard about it. Harkens back to the 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 generation before the generation before, which was just mount up, do what you got to do, get her done. Mm. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why were we? Oh, the lobster sounder. <laughs> it's it, that's all it takes, Rocco. You'll pick up on that. that very soon. I'm- Anyway, I'm I'm watching a show called um, Kevin Can F Himself. Easy. It's what it's called. What do you want me to do about it? CBS or something? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Is it HBO Max? I can't remember where I'm watching this. It's it's AMC, but I think I'm watching it on Hulu. But it but it but it sort of makes fun of Kevin can hardly wait or whatever kevin can yeah, wait kevin can wait yeah which was that cbs sitcom starring kevin james it really right, it does look like an amc show it really makes fun of all formulaic sitcoms and it says a lot about how women are basically reduced to being like the the cutie you know um other half of idiots pandering to the man and yes exactly it's just it's it's really interesting because what it does is it takes you're watching a sitcom but you're not watching a sitcom you're actually watching real life as the way it's presented to you in sitcom form does that make sense yes and so there's a laugh track, there's the silliness, there's the the bright lighting that you see on sitcoms, the the one-liners, the bumbling idiot of a husband who you want to kill by the way in this show. But <laughs> I'm then I'm kind of into this the way you describe it. It's really interesting, Rocco. Like she so but the wife when she walks out of a scene or walks out of the house, <laughs> the lighting gets real dark. The um, the narrative gets really dark. There's like there there are dark thoughts. Mm-hmm. There's drama. There are there's drugs. 
there's it's just such a weird, interesting, smart show. Okay, I'm in. Is it a half hour or an hour? It's a an hour actually. Okay. And the sitcom part parts are the worst parts. But even like the conversation with the neighbor who's like the goofy neighbor. Mm-hmm. The conversation and the relationship is even dark. Feels like there's elements of WandaVision yes. in this. Yes, it does. Um, which is which is kind of cool how they use that. It, I'm not watching it. I'm interested. You're the second person that I've heard say good things about it, that it's just really intriguing. But it's impacting me because my kids often have on old school Nickelodeon sitcoms, cartoons, Disney Channel stuff. So, for instance, now I'm viewing these differently because let's say, hypothetically, they're watching the show and then somebody overcooks the turkey, they bring it out, and then the turkey explodes (laughs) and it goes everywhere. So now there are innards on the wall, turkey stains everywhere, and then they just quick dissolve. Well, I guess guess our Saturday plans just got changed. (laughs) Everybody laughs, then it dissolves to the next scene. In this show, if I'm understanding it correctly, she would step out of the house and address sort of the this idiot i'm gonna have to clean that and like what would really happen in real life if a turkey exploded exactly exactly right so as a matter of fact you're not so far off with the turkey exploding there's also a scene and this isn't really giving anything away but there's a scene where um kevin and one of his neighbor buddies who's also an idiot (laughs) they want to have a chili cook-off And it's basically, you know, well, we're going to have a competition. Yeah. You know, and it's just everything you always see in a sitcom, but exactly right. So this is what you might not be seeing while watching a sitcom. Well, what's really happening when she goes to work? You know, I think it's kind of cool because it seems like, and I don't want to suggest that it's offering some sort of a critique on this, but in some ways it's almost taking a shot at Instagram culture as well social Mm -hmm, media culture which mm -hmm. is we just present this one fun thing Mm -hmm. and you're sitting there in a boring moment in your own house you haven't spoken to your spouse in 90 minutes even though she's on the couch across from you right and then you see this fun thing and you're like oh god that looks so fun over there much like when you watch a sitcom it's like they edit out all the boring parts every scene has dialogue everything is fast moving and critical toward the plot and it pokes a hole in that whether it's on on a sitcom or on social media that's yeah you just nailed cool. it i think that's what they're doing they're trying to you know take a magnifying glass to these fake situations and give it a you know a dose of reality and to say your life is not edited there is no editor in your life your life is the raw footage and that's okay yeah yeah it's really it's really good i'm really enjoying it because there's nothing